Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. TickPick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for Vegas Nation and Blue Wire Network. Vegas Nation sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. Time to get it started with First and Ten with Vinny Bonsignor and Sam Gordon. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Vegas Station First and Ten, your weekly go-to for Raider news and analysis, commentary, uh, all of the above. Uh, just want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Station Casinos, STN Sports, and presented by uh, Blue Wire and Tick Pick. Without further ado, I'd like to bring in my uh, great co-host and colleague uh, at, Las, at Las Vegas Review Journal, Sam Gordon. Just a reminder, uh, you can uh, download our app, Vegas Nation, or go to VegasNation.com uh, to get all of our content. Uh, we've got you covered from A to Z, everything from stories to columns to photo essays to videos to podcasts, uh, the whole nine yards. Um, we have got you covered on Raiders uh, news. Uh, Sam, a little bit of a, a brighter week for Raider fans, no doubt. Uh, after three weeks of losses, um, they finally get to uh, uh, to stick their, their uh, chest out a little bit after a big win against Dallas Cowboys. I'm sure the Raiders themselves uh, are feeling uh, the same exact way, but a big win in Dallas for a lot of different reasons. Um, and now they, the Raiders are, are, are back in the thick of the thick of things in the playoffs, really right smack in the middle of things in pretty good position. They just got to take care of business over these next six weeks. Yeah, they certainly do. Vinny, uh, what a, what a season, right? The ups, the downs, the ups, the downs. And after all this uh, six and five, with an opportunity to host the Washington football team that's coming off of a short week, uh, just playing on Monday Night Football uh, on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. So, uh, like you mentioned, even the, the, regardless of what they've experienced up through this point of the season, they are right in the playoff hunt, right jam-packed in a compelling AFC playoff race with an opportunity to move to 7-5, and five, a prime opportunity to move to 7-5 and five Sunday. So they're, they're right there after uh, perhaps their best offensive showing uh, of the season uh, on the road against a good defensive team in a game where they really had to have it. They were able to figure out a way to get it done in, in a mass over 500 yards of total offense. So I was really impressed. Um, a little surprised, very impressed. And nonetheless, they're six and five and right back in the mix. Yeah. And, and let's start with the, uh, the record and where it puts them uh, to start off with, and then we'll get into how they got there. Uh, but you know, the good news for the Raiders in spite of everything. And I wrote about this, um, you know, uh, today, uh, you can, you can check out the article, uh, over at VegasNation.com or Vegas nation on the app. Uh, but you know, when the Raiders woke up Monday morning and looked around and in spite of everything that's gone on from, you know, off field drama injuries, a three game losing streak coming out of the bye week, you know, they woke up and looked at the standings and like, Whoa, you know, um, we're right there. Uh, you know, the Raiders are thinking and they are. Um, and, and one the one good thing for them, um, you know, that even, you know, during their trials and tribulations, nobody in the AFC has really run away with this thing uh, and hid. And I'm talking, Sam, from the top uh, of the AFC standings 
all the way down to, um, you know, the eighth spot, uh, the last wild card spot, which right now the Raiders are in a virtual tie uh, for that spot. Nobody has just said, you know, we're going to take the bull by the horns uh, and take control of these things. So in spite of it all, you know, uh, not only are the Raiders still very much alive for a wild card, but, you know, mathematically, without question, they're still alive for for their own division championship. Yeah, they certainly are. I mean, they're going to have opportunities uh, I mean, week 14, uh, not this upcoming Sunday, but week from Sunday, they go to Kansas City. They still play Denver. They still play the Chargers. So there's still three um, important divisional games left. Now, obviously, uh, they, they play Cleveland. They play Indianapolis as well. So the schedule, I mean, they're going to be playing teams that are that they're competing with. But that said, that's going to give them an opportunity to make up some of the ground. They may have lost that losing streak earlier in the year. And it's going to have give them an opportunity to, to, to like you said, mix, get in the mix of the division, get right in the mix of the, the playoff standings and have a chance to create some real separation with teams they're competing against. So um, they're, like you said, I mean, they're right there. They are right there. They're going to be playing teams that they're, they're competing directly with and they control their own destiny. Their destiny is in their hands for a playoff berth. If they handle business, can, 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 can take care uh, of business, especially these home games coming up here, especially one at a time. I guess a, a Washington football team that's competing for a playoff berth in the NFC, not necessarily going to be an easy game. I'm certainly not expecting one, but it, it starts there. And then you go one week at a time. I know it sounds cliche, but that's kind of how this team has been all year. It's been week to week, um, especially the last few weeks. It's been touch and go. And, uh, and it's, it, it continues on Sunday. Can, can they duplicate that kind of performance? Can they play clean football? Can they take care of the ball? Can they push the ball down the field? Uh, we're going to find out, but it, they they certainly did all those things against the Dallas Cowboys, and and it's why they're still in this position to be competing for a playoff berth uh, heading into December. Yeah, uh, without question. And um, you're right; the Raiders um, get back to work against the Washington Football Team on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, kickoff is 105. Uh, and frankly, you know, and I know that it's a week to week proposition and we've seen that in the NFL. Anybody can beat anybody, yada, 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 yada. But the Washington football team that I saw on Monday night against a um, just completely out of sync Seattle Seahawks team and a really a completely out of sync uh, Russell Wilson. Um, you know, I give the Washington football team some credit, obviously, for what they did defensively. But I saw a Russell Wilson who just look like a shell of himself, frankly, uh, in that game. And it had really nothing much to do with Washington. It was just, he played a bad football game. And um, so I'm not all that impressed with the Washington football team, especially after watching them on Monday night. This is a game that I think the Raiders should win and they should decidedly win. Uh, there would be no excuse for them to come in uh, against that team uh, and struggle, especially when you start looking ahead to what, uh, they face immediately after that Washington football team. You got the Chiefs uh, coming to, uh, or excuse me, uh, the, the Chiefs on the road in Kansas City, the Cleveland Browns, the Denver Broncos, the Indianapolis Colts, and they finish it up with Los Angeles Chargers. I don't think I need to remind you or anybody else, uh, Sam, uh, that the Chiefs, Browns, uh, Broncos, Colts, uh, and Chargers, every one of those teams uh, are also in the thick of this playoff hunt. And they're teams that the Raiders have to deal with in some form or fashion to get where they want to go. Uh, so like you said, their fate is in their hands if they take care of business uh, against uh, the, the, those teams. I'm not saying that they get, they, that they have to win every game or that they're going to win every game, but they have to manage that uh, on a high end 
Uh, and it starts on Sunday against, to me, a, a very beatable Washington football team. I'm not really all that impressed uh, with them. Uh, your thoughts on on the Raiders and, and what kind of uh, what they need to do to take care of the Washington. Football team. Yeah, I think it's I'm, I'm with you. Vinny. The, the Washington football team, they're five and six. They've won three in a row. Credit credit where credit's due. They beat they had a signature victory a couple weeks ago over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who I believe to be a contender in the NFC, defending Super Bowl champions, got to give them the respect. But you you take a look at what they do. I mean, offensively, Taylor Heineke having a solid season, playing well, uh, but not exactly a franchise quarterback or not exactly somebody that's shown to be a franchise quarterback. They don't really run the ball at a high clip. I think they're well-coached defensively. They're going to be prepared with Ron Rivera. We understand what he brings to the table. But this is not a roster with a ton of firepower and not a roster with, with a ton of impact players. Their best defensive player, Chase Young, of course, out for the season. And it's kind of, um, a, you know, kind of do it by committee um, type of deal. And again, to your point, credit to credit to Ron Rivera, credit to that staff, credit to those players for, for stringing together some victories. Uh, but you take a look against this, uh, at this Raider team on paper, and we know the games aren't decided on paper, but on paper, especially coming after, coming off of a performance where you go into Dallas, uh, put up, hang up, hang more than 500 yards on the Cowboys. You have a couple extra days to get healthy, uh, to, to prepare for the week. Uh, if the Raiders can can duplicate, they don't even have to. I don't think they need 500 yards or 36 points in this game, Vinny. I don't think uh, Washington's offense is nearly that good. If you can take care of the football, uh, possess the ball a little bit, get, get a couple big chunk plays down the field, and make a couple plays defensively. I know I'm, it sounds really simple, but I feel like that's that's the blueprint, that's the formula to to, to beating Washington. If they're relatively nondescript. I, I think, you know, Terry McLaurin, very good receiver. Uh, Antonio Gibson's a good, you know, he can make plays uh, in the running game and as a pass catcher, but they don't have anybody that necessarily is, is super terrifying on either side of the ball. So what, what did the Raiders do on Thursday? They took, they took care of the ball. They minimized the turnovers. Uh, and yes, there were still penalties and still issues with penalties. Uh, but because Dallas was just as penalized, I don't think they were able to rear their head. Uh, quite as much. You put push the ball down the field, get the ball into your pants of the playmakers, build the running game from there. Uh, a couple of opportunistic sacks like they had on on on, on Thursday, and, and play clean football, and, and they're going to be able to be able to take care of business again. I know it sounds simple, but I feel like that's the recipe to beating a team like Washington. You can't make any mistakes and give this offense a chance to have a short field, or you can't. I mean, you can't um, have those goofy penalties that are going to extend drives that they were having against Cincinnati and had against Kansas City uh, and whatnot. So the opportunities are going to be there. I think they have the better team. They're going to be at home. Uh, and it's crucial to take care of business before two consecutive road games. But if you look at the matchup, I like the way they match up against Washington. It's a game, to your point, that they should win. But, of course, we've seen this Raider team this year. You know, you can't overlook anybody. They sh- I think they should have beat the Giants. They should have beat the Bears, too. Um, they shouldn't. It, it shouldn't be this close. So it, it's, it's, it, they're going to have to execute at a high level like they did on Thursday. Welcome, everybody here. It's time to hear from the race and sports book director over at Station Casinos. Don't forget STN Sport. Download that mobile app today. Get a bonus of up to $100 when you sign up. It's great to have you back here, as always. And I wanted to get into it with you here about some of the numbers. Let's reflect first on week 12 with the Raiders and what happened there. Uh, I think this was one of the bigger upsets that they saw in the betting world, right? 
It was, Heidi. I mean, that's really the game that kind of jumps off the page to me is that it was a Raider team that had lost three in a row, was really struggling. It looked like the the same second half swoon that they've had over the last couple of years, especially last year after starting six and two and then really, um, you know, falling off the second half. They were looked like they were going to do the exact same thing. They go into Dallas, which is one of the best teams, uh, America's team. You saw a lot of backing for the Cowboys, a team that many people feel could be playing in February. And the Raiders really, you know, jumped on him early and, and kind of were in control of that game throughout the entire game. I know that it get, was tied late and the Raiders were able to win that game. But for me, even more so than the, the win against uh, the Ravens week one and some early season wins, this to me is, is the their, their signature win of the year going into Dallas on the road on a short week and winning that game the way that they did. The whole AFC West is in it. Chiefs are seven and four, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos, all six and five. It's going to be fun down the stretch, but that was a huge win for the Las Vegas Raiders. So I'm looking ahead here to week uh, 13, where the Raiders are facing Washington football team. What do you make of the numbers there in this one? I think it's going to start to tick up. You know, it's right below that all important, uh, you know, field goal. Um, I think uh, after the betters, you know, they still back them with their heart, but not so much with their pocketbook um, the previous three weeks where we saw ticket counts and, and money come in against the Raiders, which was the first time we'd seen kind of a stretch like that all year. But after that win against the Cowboys, the extra time to prepare, not sure about Waller in this game. Um, I think you're going to see this number tick up. However, they're playing a Washington team that's five and six, came off a big Monday night football win. They've won three straight, and only the 49ers um, are on a winning streak like that in the NFC. They both have won three in a row. They're back in the wild card hunt. They win ugly, um, and you know they're the kind of team that gives everybody trouble, just not sure if they come out on the winning or losing side. But I still think this number is going to tick up. Ticket counts will favor the Raiders, and we will be on our side of the counter, Washington football team fans, come Sunday afternoon. Yeah, and uh, when you look ahead to some of the favorites, I see, like, for instance, the Colts uh, looking like a heavy favorite against the Texans. Uh, where are some of the ones where you expect a lot of money to come in on this week? Yeah, I think when you, when you just jump back to the previous week, Heidi, you saw a lot of, you know, some of the, the teams that that weren't perceived as the good teams. You saw, you know, Jets and and, and uh and Texans and, and Jags and Falcons play each other. And those were some of the teams that you saw big point spreads against. This week, you have a lot of those mismatches where you've got the Vikings, um, uh, the Cardinals as over-touchdown favorites on the road. The Buccaneers, a huge favorite on the road. And then you've got some big home favorites with the Rams being almost two touchdowns against the Jags, although the Rams have really struggled of late, losing three in a row. And then you've got the Chiefs that, you know, a loss here puts Denver in first place, yet they're a two-score favorite over the Denver Broncos, which was flexed to Sunday night football. So this week you have a lot more of those big spreads. However, no matter what, the big game this week is highlighted by the Monday night football game of the hottest team in football, the New England Patriots, who have won six in a row, are undefeated on the road at 5-0, and playing at the Buffalo Bills, which this can end up determining the AFC East and maybe the AFC um, as these two teams uh, hook up on Monday night. And on the flip side of all of that, I'm looking over at some of the numbers on, uh, for instance, the Saints being plus four and a half against the Cowboys. And you see some other dogs you know, here that are like three and a half point favorites, four point favorites. Is there anybody in particular that you're looking at that's a real live dog in any of these contests? I think the Saints maybe could be one. 
just because you might have um, uh, Ingram and uh, and Kamara back in this game, and Taysom Hill took all the snaps at quarterback. Cowboys were not sure about you know the the health of Zeke and Amari Cooper. Uh, McCarthy won't be coaching them; he's in COVID protocol. Will also be missing a few other coaches. We touched on the Patriots, Bills, and the Patriots are definitely live there. Maybe the Seahawks against the 49ers, although again, Niners are really hot. Seahawks, it seems like a lost season at this point. But I think if you look for a live dog, maybe it's the Chargers against the Bengals. Both teams kind of hovering around wild card or playoff spots right now. Chargers are really Jekyll and Hyde. They're actually a better team on the road than they are at home. And uh, they're catching a little bit more than a field goal. I think maybe a little value there with the Chargers uh, in week 13. And last thing for me, uh, you are the expert here. So is there anything that I miss that you'd like to take an opportunity to cover right now? I, I think the only thing you did awesome is that, you know, we've posted at Station Casinos and STN Sports a number uh, of possible matchups to be playing in the Pro Football Championship game in early February. And it is highlighted by the New England Patriots Tom, with uh, Bill Belichick and Mac Jones against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. That line right now sits at Tampa three. Can you only imagine if somehow that ends up being the championship game? I mean, <laughs> just for the league, the network, and our industry, I think it'd be a monster. There's a number of other matchups posted as well, and I think they're all fairly good because teams are, are so bunched up this year with so much parity, but that really highlights that prop right now that's drawing a lot of attention, and that's Patriots against the Bucks in the Super Bowl. Wow. All right. There's something to keep your eye on as you head over on to station casinos or get that STN app, the mobile app today to be able to put some action in on, on these games that are coming up here as there are six games left pretty much for each team. Uh, as you look down the stretch, Chuck, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. And we'll look forward to hearing from you again next week. All right. Thanks, Heidi. Have a great week. Thank you again. That was Chuck Esposito, the race and sports director over at station casinos. Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. Raiders football is finally back and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Raiders tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Now led under interim head coach Rich Bisaccia, everyone's going to want to see how the Raiders season continues to unfold and if they are in fact a playoff bound team. That's why you've got to visit TickPick.com slash Vegas Nation today to save $10 on your first order of Raiders tickets. You know, uh, you, you talk about what the Raiders did against the, uh, against the, a good Dallas Cowboys uh, defense, 509 yards in total offense, 366 yards passing. Uh, the run game uh, got off uh, the, the mat a little bit with 143 yards uh, rushing. They had the ball 30, for 39 minutes, 39 minutes and two seconds compared to 26 minutes um, for, for the Cowboys. Uh, you know, that is just uh, an outstanding stat for the Raiders, especially coming off 
two straight games where it was completely uh, reversed. Uh, they they uh, they had three sacks defensively. Um, they forced um, you know a, a, a turnover. So um, a lot of good things going in the Raiders' direction. And and you're right. It starts with playing efficient football. We talked about that last week that um, if the Raiders could just get back to playing clean football where they're not continually shooting themselves in the foot, they're going to be in every game because, you know, frankly, this is a talented group. They've, they've built a talented enough roster from, from top to bottom um, to be able to compete on a weekly basis, but they're not so good. And few teams are uh, where they can overcome themselves and their opponent. You mentioned the penalties uh, that ended up equaling out. Actually, the Cowboys had more uh, penalty yards than the, uh, than the Raiders. Um, so, but it's still something that they've got to be aware of something that they have to uh, address in terms of their own penalties. You can't have that many penalties in the game, especially if the other team uh, is playing, you know, uh, clean football. Uh, but also uh, I felt it was really important and, uh, and impactful that the Raiders were able to get back to doing what they really like to do. What part of what this offense is predicated on, and that's take a big chances downfield. Uh, there was a three week lapse there where they kind of got away from that. Understandable. I'm not trying to make any excuses here, but uh, it's, 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 you know, fair to mention um, we would be naive not to mention it that, you know, their, their lapse in taking chances downfield just so happened to coincide with losing Henry Ruggs. Um, and that was their biggest deep ball threat. Uh, that's what he was on this roster to do. One of the things that he was, uh, uh, you know, here to do, he, they, the Raiders lose him. You're not going to replace that uh, immediately. They go out and sign Deshaun Jackson. It was going to be uh, a minute or two before he was able to kind of get acclimated and get comfortable and develop some chemistry. Uh, it was a week by week basis uh, as he tried to, uh, you know, uh, get acclimated. Uh, but that sure seemed like it happened on Thursday, uh, Sam, uh, all of a sudden, you know, uh, Deshaun Jackson, the third or fourth play of the game, boom, there's a 54 yard, 50 plus yard touchdown pass to him. Uh, that set the stage for a bunch of chances that the Raiders took downfield uh, that they were either successful with or forcing penalties on the Dallas Cowboys, but getting back that long ball uh, element. And I don't think that that's going to change anytime soon, because I think uh, the more and more, Deshaun Jackson and, and, and uh, Derek Carr have a chance to work together, the more you're going to start seeing that and the more comfortable he's going to be. He goes over 100 yards, Vinny. Uh, he plays like half the snaps offensively after only playing a fraction of them um, in his first two appearances. So it, it, it was clear to me that he was not only part of the game plan, but he was a key part of the game plan. And he's a key, card of, he key part of the game plan, whether or not he was catching passes or not. Like you mentioned, the four pass interference penalties, he draws a huge one um, in the end zone. He has a long touchdown. He has multiple long receptions and he's able to create some spacing for, for players uh, underneath at the, at the first and second levels. He's still able to take the top off of a defense. And that's what Henry Ruggs was doing earlier in the year. Henry Ruggs was, was not only getting down the field and making plays himself, but just like he was doing in 2020, um, his rookie season, he's creating opportunities for players underneath. And that's what you saw Deshaun Jackson do. And I can't imagine if any after he after he has 100 yards, after he helps trigger one of the most explosive passing games that the Raiders have had this year, one of the most productive plays, that he's going to be less of, of a focal point moving forward. I think you're only going to see him play um, at least the same number of snaps or more snaps moving forward, provided he stays healthy. And, and other receivers and the, and the offensive staff and Carr are going to continue to have a a better idea how to work off of him. And, and what did you see on, on Thursday? Not only was he over 100 yards, Hunter Renfro was able to have the most productive game of his career. He cracks 100 yards and is getting down the field and making plays after the catch. And, 
and, and Zay Jones is making plays. And, and we'll see what happens with Darren Waller and where he's at um, throughout the course of the week. But obviously, if he's healthy, somebody you have to account for. And I thought Derek Carr was able to get into a nice rhythm, uh, something we haven't seen him do the last couple of weeks amid the struggles uh, that the offense has had. And, and, and like you said, the running game finally got going. And I think we're at the point, Vinny, where it's pretty clear after 11 weeks that <laughs> that's not the strength of the team. Uh, I'm not breaking any news there. But anytime you can you can still run the ball effectively, whether it's, it's predicated off the pass, whatever the circumstance is, uh, that's going to help you possess the ball for 39 minutes. And on Thursday, it helped the Raiders keep a very good uh, Dallas offense on the sideline and maximize their opportunities to extend drives, keep, keep their defense fresh. And we saw how crucial that was down the stretch when the defense was was asked to make a couple big plays, you know, limiting Dallas to a field goal and then forcing the three and out. Defense was able to do so in part because of the way the offense is able to control the ball. So Deshaun Jackson is certainly a big part of that. And it was, it was a very, very kind of balanced offensive game from the Raiders that we haven't seen that season. And, and he deserves credit for, for his role in making that happen. And to put things in perspective, uh, you mentioned the offense being able to um, kind of control things a little bit, uh, also keep the uh, defense fresh. Uh, that wasn't happening. Uh, the, the uh, especially these last two games against the Bengals and against the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, Sam, the Raiders were at 87 uh, offensive snaps on on Sunday uh, or Thursday. I keep saying Sunday on Thursday against the Cowboys. We're so programmed sometimes uh, the week before against uh, the, the Cincinnati Bengals, or should I say five days before against the Cincinnati Bengals they had 47 offensive snaps. Uh, and the week before that against the Kansas City Chiefs, 54 offensive snaps. I'm not the best mathematician around. Uh, I can guarantee you that, Sam, but 87 snaps to 47 snaps. Uh, what is that, 30 or, or 40 more snaps? Um, you know, uh, one game to the next it makes a huge difference. Yeah, it certainly is. And, and I think, um, you know, if you're just kind of scanning the schedule and kind of taking a look at those box scores against Kansas City and Cincinnati, it would appear the Raiders were blown out. And I guess the final result was that was true, Vinny. But this is a defense this season throughout the course of the year that has kept the Raiders in games. When the Raiders are able to have some semblance of life on offense or at least take care of the ball and sustain a couple drives, the defense, with very few exceptions this year, has played well enough to keep them in the game. So, And that was the case against the Chiefs up, in, up until late in the third quarter. And that was certainly the case against Cincinnati. So it's clear that the onus was on the offense to get their act together and to be able to sustain a full game where they're consistently producing drives and putting pressure on the opposing defense. And for the first time in a month, they were able to do that. And I bring that up to say this to, to your overall arching point, this is a team that is talented enough to, to be in the playoffs, especially this, this wonky AFC year, the talent, the roster construction, that's the, even the, for the issues that they've had on the offensive line for their lack of running game, They've had opportunities to win games. They, they have had opportunities to, to, to have a better record than they have, despite everything that's happened this year with the way the defense has played for most of the year. And when now the offense is clicking, uh, they're right there. They are right there. They're good enough to, to handle business on Sunday. They're good enough to take care of, of some of these games down the stretch. Um, and it's about playing complimentary clean football like they were able to do uh, on Thursday for the most part. So now can you turn the page off of an emotional big victory on Thanksgiving um, against Dallas and, and regroup for a crucial home game. That's what we're going to find out. Yep, uh, absolutely. And uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, you know, uh, maintain what I said. No excuses uh, in this game. Uh, they can't fall back. Uh, there's no that the sense of urgency um, dictates uh, that that there's no turning back from what they, um, you know, showed they were capable of doing uh, again for for you know, and they've done it multiple times. 
you know, going into Dallas and, and winning a game the way they want it. They've done that uh, enough this year to understand and to know uh, and to prove that they're fully capable of playing that type of football. They can't take a step back from that uh, again, which is what they did. Uh, there might have been some, you know, uh, extenuating circumstances in the three-game losing streak, uh, but you know uh, they've they've bridged that um, to a better place now, uh, and they can't turn back um, because this thing is too. There, there's too many teams in contention right now. Uh, the stakes are too high, uh, and it's got to start against the Washington Football Team. They're fully capable of winning that game. I'm not going to say that they need to blow them out or anything like that. Uh, a win is a win, uh, but there's no excuses for to me for losing that game um, uh, against a team coming in on a short week that I frankly just think that the Raiders are, are better than, but uh, they have to prove it. And uh, this is a prove it league uh, as we've learned o- over and over and over again. And it's been kind of a weird uh, season uh, in terms of uh, how close uh, everybody is. But um, again, uh, that's been fortuitous for the Raiders because it's allowed them to stay in this thing in spite of uh, some upheaval, in spite of some uh, some valleys that they've kind of fallen into, some injuries, uh, off-field drama, all of that stuff. Uh, as we sit here today, Sam, they're right in the thick of things, uh, but they got to continue to be, and that starts uh, on Sunday against the uh, Washington football team. No matter what happens, Sam and I are going to be back next week uh, to dissect it and to talk about it and to obviously take a look ahead uh, to a big, huge game following uh, that uh, in Kansas City against the Chiefs, who, as we sit today, I think are a game and a half uh, ahead of the Raiders right now for first place. We'll see what it looks like going into that game uh, at Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, Sam, thank you for everything that you do. Uh, always appreciate it. Uh, we'll check back in with everybody uh, next week. And to all of our listeners, thank you so much for the support. You're the reason why uh, we do this. Uh, we're very thankful for it and humbled uh, to be the messenger for, for, for you guys. Um, and, uh, and we appreciate the support. So uh, thanks for sticking with us. We'll check back in with you guys early next week after the Chiefs game. <laughs> Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite.